welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, everybody? It's me, Sigma. This is the Sigma Show, episode seven. Uh, before I let you guys know who is joining me today, we're going to just go over uh, what our topics for this week are. Uh, first off, we're going to be talking about that new Tom and Jerry trailer. Brand new movie coming out from those guys. Uh, the interesting release that they've chosen to do for the Wonder Woman 1984 movie. Apparently, it's going to get a theater and digital release at the same time. Um, some Animal Crossing rules have been laid out uh, <laughs> that we'll discuss. And... Uh, News that I find personally exciting, a new James Bond game is on the way from the Hitman developer IO Interactive. Mm. But to talk to me about all those things, I am joined by Superman Jeff. What's going on? And Blue Bones. It's your boy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, guys. Thanks, bro. We're going to jump right into things. First up, have you guys seen this Tom and Jerry movie trailer? I have. Mm-hmm. What is your yeah. first immediate impression? And for, actually, before your first immediate impression of the trailer, what do you like? What's your history with Tom and Jerry the cartoon? Honestly, like, is it something you grew up with, care about, don't care about? I definitely grew up watching it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tom and Jerry babysitted me for a long time. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like over the years, I grew to see. At first, I was like, yeah, forget Tom, bro. He's a stupid cat. <laughs> and over the years, I was like really sympathetic. Like, yo, this man just trying to live his life. Sometimes, and yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times, Jerry just like, let me just go steal some food. And then the head of the house is like, yo, Tom, you got to handle that. And Tom's like, yeah, Like, I just want to chill. And he just doesn't win. He just wants to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So I got sympathetic um, <laughs> from Tom over the years. But I do still enjoy the literal classic cat and mouse chase right it's um, almost as if they invented that saying i'm sure it must have come right? before them but they just I mean, they seem to embody yeah. it so well because cats have been chasing mice from before cartoons i am pretty sure that's <laughs> accurate so <laughs> but you're right like that that saying the first thing i think about is tom and jerry um it's such a staple in our society um i think and um i do love the series i do love it all right, so now that they have a, a a new movie, because I don't know if you guys remember, there was another Tom yeah. and Jerry movie before this. Oh, there's they, been a couple. Where they talked. There's been a couple. W- really? There were others other yeah. than like... There's like a Christmas one. There's like a Thanksgiving. There's like that went to theaters? No. Oh, theaters, no. Straight to TV. Yeah, the, or DVD. Yeah, the one that I remember that did actually play in theaters, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but they they had them talk. Like Tom and Jerry had voices, yeah. and like they, they I heard about that. Yeah, the excuse they gave was, "Well, you never said anything to me, so I didn't say anything to you." <laughs> like for all these years, which I thought was so funny. It is, but bruh, you're lying. To me. <laughs> no, that's like that's legit said. what they said to each other. <laughs> I need to watch that now. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I legit liked it. Like I thought it was a good movie that one. But this new one, um, what what, what is your take? Like what? Like from so, seeing the trailer, it, you know, there's real people involved. So for me, I mean, I think like Blue said, you know, there's that classic game of cat and mouse. I mean, you think of like um, the Roadrunner and the uh, Wiley Coyote. Coyote yeah, Wiley Coyote. Yeah, mm. but like these two stick out because they're literally a cat and a mouse. So it always mm-hmm. stuck out. And I felt like they had more interesting stuff going on besides that dynamic. You know, with the Coyote and the Roadrunner, it was you know that was just it. That was it. There was no mm-hmm. side stuff. But um. 
the movie definitely reminds me of Sonic, the whole feel from it with that animation in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're throwing a lot of money at this. If you see the actors that are in it, you got Hit Girl, you got uh, what's his name from uh, Ant Man. <laughs> uh, can't think of his name. To avoid that specifically, because I was gonna say Hit Girl, I was gonna say the dude from the beginning of Ant Man. Like, cause she's got yeah, like three I, names. I, I, what, Chloe Grace Moret? I pulled it up, so I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe Grace Mortez. Okay. Uh, Mortez. Um, Moritz, excuse me. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, and Michael Pena is yeah, who so you're talking about. Yeah. They're throwing a lot of money at this. Um, it also reminds me of, and I hope it's not as bad as that. You remember that um, Looney Tunes movie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, right? Yep, Brendan Fraser. Oh, right. Yeah. No. yeah. I didn't yeah. see that. It didn't look good. <laughs> Did you actually <laughs> watch it? It wasn't. I did. It wasn't good. Jeff's but, volume's a little low. Uh, oh, yeah. Lampy's uh, saying your volume's a little low. I did watch it, but it wasn't good. It wasn't there good we go. at all. Um, but I will say this does look better. Like, it gives me hope that these actors are involved with it. Because a lot of animation in real time, real life, doesn't usually translate very well. Um, and I'm hoping that... That's the difference with this. Okay. I mean, honestly, I, I kind of feel differently. I thought, like, I was excited to see that there was a new Tom and Jerry movie. Like, I do think that them themselves look good in that kind of pseudo 3D cartoony um, aesthetic. But I kind of feel like they stick out weirdly in the real world. And, like... Mm-hmm. It does look a lot like, uh, I'm glad you brought that movie up because it, it was like blank from my brain. It looks a lot like that. I think it was like Looney Tunes Back in Action or something. Yeah, I think that was the exact subtitle. And this feels a lot like that also in the sense that it seems like it's not funny. Like to, like the, the, the thing that's so, <laughs> the thing that's so, I want to say compelling about Tom and Jerry is like you guys mentioned that cat and mouse game, but also like the absurd amount of, of violence that they kind of exhibit towards each other. Like, the Simpsons parody this right. a lot with the itchy and scratchy. Like, they go over the top. Oh, yeah. They're not that far removed from not Tom really. and Jerry. Like, they do really <laughs> horrible things to each other. And, like, it, that like that shock is kind of the thing that I've grown to love about them because it's such an old cartoon and they kind of could get away with yeah. just anything. Yeah, anything, right? They never show blood, though. I will say Right, that. yeah. They, never... they stop short of Always catch that. Up. <laughs> but but man like, I, I do gotta say like I, and, I, and like you were saying I like the actors in it like Chloe I like Chloe Grace um, Moretz I like Michael Pena but it, it just seems like that like there's no reason for them like the movie's Tom and Jerry but then they kind of have like they, like they they position Chloe as oh I need to stop this mouse and so I got Tom and it's like they're doing it together and like I don't necessarily need that like what is she, like she's not going to get hit by an anvil or whatever is she? Like I mean, it just I seems think, unnecessary. I think the demographic so, what, too is confusing too. Like, what age group are they aiming this at? But and that's I think that's kind of what my thought was going into this trailer, and, and I'm glad you said that, Jeff. And right, at, um, first of all, we got to hydrate, right? <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, I just saw it. It just popped in my head. First of all. <laughs> Going into this trailer, I was like, 
I don't want to see another reboot of one of my favorite cartoons, right? And then, mm-hmm. Okay, let me give it a chance. Let me give it a chance. So I'm watching this, and what I see is a classic Tom and Jerry cartoon, literally just painted over some real life. Um, yeah, it, and I'm not mad looks, at it. It looks thrown on there to me. And the fact is, it's not for us necessarily. It's for our kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if we look back at some of the other stuff that we loved, um, and I think uh, Lampy mentioned earlier, like Space Jam. If Space Jam came out today, we'd probably be like, mm, "What are we? What is, what is I, this?" Honestly, I I disagree. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of disagree. Look, we actually had a talk like this when with I was premise. with uh, Jack and Darren on the Escape is Movie podcast. How, like the the trick of like these new animation studios like Disney, Pixar, and whatnot is that they started making just across the board good movies. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not a kids movie, you know. It's not aimed at kids in a sense that yeah. It's a bad movie, and their cartoon characters, and so kids will like it. Like they just made good movies, and so mm-hmm. that bridges the gap between adult and kid, because kids can tell the difference sometimes. But you know, when if they're gonna be watching it anyway, why not make it good? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't think it's enough to say, oh well, it's for kids, so it doesn't matter that the quality is lacking here or there, like in terms of storytelling oh, no. or animation or whatever. I definitely think storytelling and details and those nuances drop when the demographic is the main demographic is lower for sure but the quality of the um the look the the quality of the action the sets and everything like that i think it should still be top notch um and sorry one more thing i forgot to mention ken jong is in this too oh right um yeah yeah (laughs) in your chain (laughs) (laughs) um one thing i was confused about also was the difference between the like the animals and the people like what was going to be added and what was not going to be added because you saw elephants that were yeah they were like elephants and pigeons and yeah so is every animal animated are we going to see like nothing real life i don't know i'm I'm curious to see how that's going to work out but if i see like real life animals right side by side by animated animals i'm going to be like yeah Yeah, it's it's, it is a little inconsistent right yeah because uh it could be because it's not like it's not like a world like um, Cool World, for example, or like Who Framed Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit, where they're like, "Oh, these are cartoon characters, and we just know that they're cartoon characters." It just seems like, world. yeah, it just seems like this is how it is. These guys are like this, and we're like this, and nobody cares. Yeah. And, and that's fine, but yeah, if it's no inconsistent, it, I do think there'll probably be some questions that even the kids mm-hmm. will be asking, not just the parents. Like, what the hell? What are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. I did get more excited before the hotel part when they were just on the road and it looked like it's about to be life after the cartoon. Yeah. We we're going to the big city type deal and it was going to show their struggles after their show was over type situation. That and I would have loved that. Yeah. Kind of like a more endearing story as opposed to, okay, um, show's over. He just happened to be at the hotel and she happens he she happened to be well he happened to end up with her as his her cat and he, he needed to bring her in I mean the cat into um catch the mouse type situation because it just brought them right back together as opposed to them both off leading like separate lives and kind of like missing one another together. or yeah, or something <laughs> like that. Like honestly, I know Tom's stressed because he's just trying to leave life behind. He gets to this hotel, and he's like, dang, I got to catch this mouse uh, of all of them. I've been doing this for 30, 40 years, man. <laughs> I, ain't never, I ain't never catch him once. Like, 
And every time I catch him, sometimes all every time I catch him, it bites me in the butt. And Jerry's like, this guy? Like you thought he was gonna catch me? <laughs> you gonna catch me? <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> I'm gonna go make a sandwich. I'll see you. <laughs> I mean, one one other thing that I also find just weird is like why why is it do they need to have the live action element? Like they stuck with Tom and Jerry. Not not going like kind of realistic CG ish, right? They didn't do the thing where they 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 didn't do the Lion King thing where they made actual animals be Tom and Jerry either. They're like these yeah. are cartoon characters, they're iconic. We want them to look the same. So why put them in the real world? Why not make the entire movie a two D animated thing? Because like, they've seen success from other movies. Like I said, Sonic was one of those movies where you could kind of Detective do like Pikachu. A, yeah, Detective Pikachu. You could do a pseudo animation, kind of. It wasn't full-on animation, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, definitely wasn't real life. But I mean, is it so they, is it cheaper to do it that way? Because I, I honestly don't know. Like, I just wonder, like, why no. why such hesitation to just do a full-on 2D thing? Like, uh, the last 2D movie that I can remember was the Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah. And honestly, it was I good. If- I liked it a lot. It stuck to the art style. They just made it much more high quality, but it was good. It functioned. Like, why I don't, does everyone have to go to the real if, world? I don't think it's hesitation or fear. I think it's a style choice. Yeah. I think it's a trend that they want to continue. I don't think it's to shun the old styles or the older styles, I should say. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's anything malicious like that. I think it's definitely we want to do this overlay so augmented reality feel is, is kind of the, the direction yeah. we go right, because well, it's different than having a, a, an actor voice a character but if you have that actor in the actual movie then there's a chance, better chance that it's going to pull those people who kind of gravitate to that actor um, so like, if right, I that, that's two, what I think is going on and I think that's to the detriment of the movie because they, what they're saying is Tom and Jerry we, isn't enough like we need to get some other bigger name involved in this so that we can put them on the billboard and have them take pictures and do interviews because just the thought of Tom and Jerry being brought back in a movie isn't good enough. And it's not. I'll be honest with you. It's not. Not for kids who might not know who Tom and Jerry is or even some older kids who don't know who Tom and Jerry is. They're trying to bridge that gap by using those two. So Tom and Jerry, for, for us more so, and then some of the, those actors to kind of bridge that gap to show the connection. Hey, Tom and Jerry are cool because we got these two actors in there, and these two actors are cool. So guess what? You should watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense on that level. Lampy's adding, uh, it's a storytelling device, too, to help the viewer engage with the world they know without having to explain it. Ooh, good point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel version. like when you do put them in the real world, you kind of have to explain that because that's not the world that they're from. Like, we just ignored all the Oh, no. I mean, well, this is the thing. You have, to, you have to explain a lot less saying that, okay, look, you recognize the real world, but the animated kids ain't real, right? As opposed to, okay, the world is not like this with zero gravity and all houses don't explode like that. You know, just explaining cartoons aren't real. I think that's a harder conversation. I don't know. I'm not a pops, uh, but I think that's I think that's a harder conversation than um, this little animated thing was put on top of a video of real world. All right. Well, to each their own, I guess. I do. I yeah. do hope it comes out well. I just got to say, like that first trailer put me off a bit. Like I, I am a Tom and Jerry fan. Like I like the cartoons. That movie doesn't look great so far. 
I was surprised how much I, I'm not saying that I, I'm over the moon about it, but I was surprised how much I liked that trailer. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the opening where they were um, both about to walk down that road together. Mm-hmm. That definitely grabbed my attention. Like I said, I kind of fell off a little bit when they got to the hotel because then I was more confined. I wanted to see like a Tom and Jerry type esque life story after the yeah. Concert, but I'm sure Alright, we'll see. Maybe maybe they do that in the margins of all the slapstick. <laughs> that would be great. But we'll move on to our next topic here. Uh, Wonder Woman, 1984. Pushed back multiple yeah. times due to the pandemic. It should have released, I think, in June mm-hmm. of uh, last this past year? Yeah. Not past year. Year. This past it supposed year. to originally come out last November. Then it got pushed back. Yeah, it got pushed into June. And then now they're saying it's going yeah. to release. Uh, I can't remember the date, but Whenever that date is, Christmas Day. Christmas, Christmas Day, right? Christmas. So on Christmas, it is coming to theaters, but also to HBO Max. No additional mm-hmm. cost, like with Mulan, but just if you're subscribed, you get to watch Wonder Woman in your house. If you want to go out to theaters, you can go watch it in the theaters. And I guess you, you would pay I, then to do that. <laughs> the reason why they're doing the the theater run as well is because for the country who who have their COVID a little bit more intact, who can go to these theaters, they want to get that money because Tenet saw a, a great sales overseas as opposed to, you know, mm. in the U.S. So they want to get some of that money as well. Um, that makes sense. I, did, I was not thinking of the worldwide release. Yes. and That's the U.S. thinking, bro. Oh, and Lampy <laughs> says it's actually the 16th in most of the world, not the 25th. Oh. Mm. So just for us, it's Christmas Day. Okay. And then you have the that new that partnership between the WB, DC properties, and HBO. So they definitely want to incentivize people to come to HBO Max. So that's another reason why to pull people in also to subscribe to that. So it's twofold because they know they're not going to get any theater seats in the U.S. Because right now you have Regal who's bankrupt. You have AMC barely making a float. Now hopefully this yeah. does release in the U.S. in theaters. But it's not a great time with... COVID yeah, like people are expecting uh, another spike here. They're encouraging no one to travel for the holidays at all. So to release kind of a big budget movie in theaters kind of flies in the face Loki, of all of that stuff. Is Loki irresponsible? <laughs> like a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but I'm if you're a team player, they might not release it in the U.S. They might just do, like I said, overseas and bank on that uh, HBO subscription because uh, that's gonna be heavy. But um. That, that, but I'm wondering, why, why do you guys think this is the first time they've thought to do this? Because I, I can't remember any other big budget thing where they went like, let's put it in the theater and in the home thing without any other bells and whistles. Well, because what happens is at the time where, uh, if you remember Fast, uh, no, what was that? The Trolls movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hit huge on the digital sales. And they had that falling out with the movie uh, theater industry mm-hmm. where they were like, no, we're not going to air anymore. Was it AMC? I think, I think it was AMC. They were like, you know, we're, we're boycotting your movies pretty much. Oh, no, it was Regal. It was Regal. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Come to think I'm of sorry. It. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's no, cool. It's cool, fam. Um, and so at that time, the world was kind of on the same level as far as COVID goes. There were massive death tolls, and it was constantly rising. So it seems like most parts of the, the world are kind of getting their stuff in line. So it makes it a little bit more feasible to release to... Um, the worldwide theater market, uh, where before it that wasn't an option, um, and also they did do that with Tenant. Tenant was released worldwide, um, and it also makes it possible for people to 
watch it here in the U.S. who definitely won't be seeing it in any theaters anytime soon. So, um, and that's going to help HBO Max once again with their subscriptions. There's, they should see an uptick in, subscri- in new subscriptions oh, yeah. because of this movie coming out. Oh, yeah. I mean, specifically because of Wonder Woman, I would imagine. Because I, I, I do think mm-hmm. that's still probably the most well-received of any of the DC uh, oh, things that have come out. Like, I know people liked Aquaman yeah. and Shazam, but I, I don't think they're rating them higher than Wonder Woman so far, you know? But um, I, I still wonder, because they... they the, the, it was a the theater specifically who made such a big fuss about this push to digital, right? Mm-hmm. But it is a good point that it's really... At the, it's really kind of America and a few other countries that are still behind the curve in terms of this COVID stuff. Like they're making it difficult for these industries to open back up and be successful. So why not leave them out of it? Like forget America's release and focus on the rest of the world. I feel like America has dominated that conversation in a sense so that it has been dragging down the industry worldwide because if it can't release in America, which is historically a very big cinema market, they feel like they won't make the money back regardless of anywhere else they release it. And just like Jeff mentioned, Tenet proved that you can do that. Like, open it everywhere else. Let them go see it. I don't, I don't actually know. Did Tenet also open in theaters here as well? It did open here. It, it did. did open here. Did it do yeah. well here? But it wasn't like... It didn't do well because we mm-hmm. were still... All theaters still weren't Locked open. Locked down. There were staggered releases as well. So, like... Um, Movie theaters in PA opened in before New Jersey because of the level. So it all depended on what your level was for COVID before the theaters could uh, actually open back up. Lampy's adding, America is a small market compared to Roe, actually. Can you explain what Roe is? I'm not sure I know what Roe is. Do you guys know? <laughs> um, I was just about to look it up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, rest of world. Okay, you see how oh, you see okay. how insular America is. Like we don't even know what the acronym for the rest of the world is. <laughs> Why? Yeah, Why that made no. That <laughs> did not click at all. No, sad because of not only just no. because of sales, because of the the blowback they would get from the people who are fans of those franchises that they're releasing overseas, and and we can't see them in the U.S. So there'll be a definite uptick of hey, how come you can release it over there? And we can't get anything here. And what happens is you, you, that's just like releasing something here and they can't get it, you know, in in the other parts of the world. Now, we have seen that with certain Japanese. Yeah, I feel like that kind of stuff happens all the time. But not with like these big franchises. Could you see what would happen if they released like Wonder Woman in, in Europe first and then we just never got it here for maybe like another year? Over that time, you know how many bootlegs would Yeah, be? it would be tons of piracy is what would happen. Right. And, it would be and instantaneous. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that goes back to what you said. If you put this stuff in a centralized location, people would rather would pay for it as opposed to steal it. But when you put it out of their reach and they have to jump through bells and whistles to get it, then they're going to get it in any means that they can. All right. So in general, do you guys think this is a good idea? Like, yes, yeah. put it in theaters wherever it can be in theaters. Put it on streaming services for so people have the choice yes yeah Yeah. options is always good in my opinion so you would you would want to see this for everything going for because there are still a bunch of superhero movies that have been pushed out of you know into oblivion like all the marvel ones uh the tv shows like would you want to maybe see a push for everything that was potentially slated for theaters 
to just be put on streaming platforms. Like, is, does that make sense, do you think, for the theater, for the industry, for fans? I'm glad you said the industry. The um, the consumer in me is like, yeah, that sounds super dope. The um, industry side of me is like, uh, I'm, I'm worried. Um, and not to say that there is not an abundance, but I'm worried about funding if this market gets kicked out will will budgets really stay the same if this market is taken out of the the picture so you think people will spend less money to make the content if it's not going to show in theaters exclusively first i believe because the return is going to be less um initially so i do think that there might be a decrease in quality um in film over the next couple years if this trend continues so like i said the consumer in me is like yeah that's super dope the industry person in me is worried um but that doesn't mean that there's not hope you know there's all kinds of ways to to get funding uh but yeah that that concerns me so for me i would say that um you have to look at it from this point of view where they have all these movies that are done right they're done they put the money in to make them but then they're not getting anything back from them right now because they're just sitting in limbo. What do we do with them? I feel like this was a a very lat a very this was the last choice. I mean, they it took mm-hmm. a while for them to come up with this decision, and because they're sitting on this movie, but they they still making other movies, which means they're still putting out money, but they have none coming back in, and it has to be throughput in order, especially in these industries where money's coming in and money's going out to keep certain things funded. You know, there's I'm sure they don't have an infinite you know, budget for movies in general. So they're expecting funds to come back from this project, funds to come back from that project, to put towards here, to put towards there. But these projects are going to be put on hold because we still have these projects that are done sitting in limbo. So they figure if we can release it worldwide, we can get some of that money from there back. But also, I'm sure HBO Max is going to be paying them some money. Right, yeah. Just for, so they're going oh, to yeah. be getting some money from there. Now, will it be as much as they would get from And that's... Right there, that question that you're asking right now is the key to, to my concern. That what is the different to, movie? But that goes back to, do you make lower quality movies because of a market that's out? Because these other markets aren't going to be, you know, they're paying their money or, that you know, when it comes to them, they're not going to want to hear, well, this is a lower budget movie because we couldn't release it in the U.S. They're still going to expect that quality. And people who critique those movies are still going to be expecting that quality. So they can't lower the quality because of a market. Once again, if they do they take 80% of what they would get or sit on 0% because they they can't release it in theaters everywhere? Now, like you said, I think we mentioned this before, uh, Brickles went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. AMC might follow suit. Then you really won't have a theater industry in the U.S. besides some of the uh, mom and pop places. But even mm-hmm. those, you think those would have been standing um, if AMC and Regal couldn't uh, um, outlast COVID. So, or we might see a new chain of theaters open. We don't know. Somebody might buy them once everything opens back up and kind of dies back down. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I was just about to mention that too. I guess um, it's, I, I feel like there might be less of a choice if the money is not guaranteed to come back. You know what I'm saying? If I was going to fund a movie, if I had a whole bunch of money, I was like, all right, I want to put my money into this movie. 
how much am I going to get back from it, right? Um, the numbers, if we continue going with this uh, method, the numbers are going to be initially are going to be, I think, are going to be lower than what they would have been last year, the year, and then the previous. In the, in but you got to uh, look at history. it. Wonder Woman, I mean, or a movie like this, they always make back way more than whatever money they put into it. They always make back way more. If you look at the last Wonder Woman, let me just pull it up while you're talking. Um, but well, I mean, and, I, and that's the incentive, though. Yeah. Yes. So you would see if they if they put in let's say two million and then on a movie they make back a hundred million, releasing it worldwide with the U.S. involved. Let's take the U.S. out and they only make they lose fifty million. They're still making, you know, a hundred and fifty million on a two million dollar budget. But the thing is, that's cool for us. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, the thing people people get fired over that kind of stuff. Yeah, like that's cool. They want the they want the return. A lot of money. Yeah, they want that return to be well above what the movie costs and also what the last movie did. Like they they want you to keep going up. There's no limit to it. They're not happy with breaking even. In all. So let me ask you a question. Uh huh. So if they hold on to the movie, when do you think? They could have released it because this movie's been done for I'm, quite some time. So, like, if they let's say they hold on to it and they don't, let's say they don't release any movies in the U.S. until the theaters open back up, they release everything overseas. What do you think the outcome of that is? Honestly, all the theaters would probably be done. Mm-hmm. Like, if if everyone was to just to be to be one hundred percent honest, if people stopped giving other people reasons to go out like if everyone just stopped Mm -hmm. (laughs) they could have probably released this like when this stuff started if everyone just stopped they probably could have released this movie in theaters worldwide by christmas like by now we probably could have safely went to see it since that didn't happen and since there's all these attempts at trying to just break open the market before it's ready is why it's kind of come to this and if those theater chains do go out and are no longer a thing, I'm kind of an I'm kind of an introverted person. Like, you know, I don't really like to go outside of the house all that often if I don't need to. I personally would not be that affected if all movies going forward were just released to the house or were duly released to the house in the theater. Like, because I'd rather choose, like, okay, now we want to go out to go see a thing as a group or I just want to see this thing in my house because I can, you know? For me... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I think the argument before was, and I, and I get what you're saying, where they had the issue with Regal was they released it in, the, in in digital, and what happened was Regal missed out on all that money. They wanted them to hold that movie until the theaters opened. But here's the thing now. That's not even an option anymore, so there can't be any blowback from the theater industry. But once things do open back up, it's it should just go right to theater because to, in order to help how, them, but exactly. no one else though. No, <laughs> it's like all right, we you guys have struggled long enough. Let's all collectively help the theater industry back. Help the movie theater. Yeah, for me, I enjoy going. I mean, how many times has the government bailed out other places? Let's just be honest. So if I was, oh, they probably I, already had their bailout <laughs> sessions saying, like, already. Bro. I for That's, one. If I had a choice to see Wonder Woman at home or in the theaters, theaters being safe, I would go to the theaters. And like, I've always been that person. If there's something I really want to see, I could have it at home. But if I if I really want to see it, I want to go to the theaters. It's an experience. It's Do you a, want the choice? It's Huh? I don't, Do you want the, the choice? 
if, if the choice is mine, then yes, I'm. A, if it's something I'm gonna see in theaters, if it's something I would. No, 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 no. I'm saying, do you want the choice to see it in theaters and at or at home? You're saying for the sake of the theaters, you don't want the choice because you want the theater to survive. That's what you're what saying. What I'm saying is if I had the choice, I would go to the theaters to see it. Mm-hmm. I know, but I'm saying, okay, so let's say you said Wonder Woman is a movie, or for the example, is a movie that you really, really want to see. So mm-hmm. you're going to go to theaters. Cool. Absolutely. Imagine another movie that you kind of half want to see. Mm-hmm. Then I would right? wait for it to come on DVD. You would wait for it to come on DVD. If I'm not that much into that movie, because I'm either one side or the other. Either I want to see a movie or I don't want to see a movie. Jeff only deals in extremes. Yeah, uh, only extremes. Wow. <laughs> you should know this by now. Like... <laughs> go to the I personally like a little flexibility, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like... good to... It's good news for fans and for people who who are gonna be stuck in the house. We have seen cases rising, and it's it's like it's safer for people to have the option right now. Um, nobody, if they, anybody who has the option isn't gonna go to the theaters right now. If you value your health and everybody else's health around you, you won't be going to a movie theaters. Um, even that still kind of plays into you won't be going shopping into these closed spaces, but people still do that. So um, we we move on. We move on from that, but. I, I don't think that's an exception. Uh, online shopping is great. It's safe. <laughs> <laughs> but like me working in retail, if I see how many people are in the store, like we like uh, we have capacity. So we're at mm-hmm. half capacity. So I need to. I got to go up front and start limiting yeah. people as they come in because they'll just keep coming in. Just oh yeah. In. And I'm like, you know, just hey guys, just remember to keep six feet. You know, people yeah. just hey, just, you gotta have a mask on to come in. Yeah, so it is ultimately safer. To remove the choice, honestly, because people make bad choices, essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. So shut down the movie theater industry. Not for, not for, <laughs> I, I think, here's the thing. In order for things to shut down, they have to have security. You can't have these places shut down and then have to still worry about paying rent. Have to still worry yeah. about paying. And that, that's a big <laughs> systemic issue that a lot of different yeah, industries yeah. are dealing with right now. It's just the lack of our government to properly address that stuff is the root cause of all this in all honesty, like not necessarily yeah. whether people want to go to the movies or not. So like there's, there's not too yeah. much we as fans of either movies or the movie industry or whatnot can do about that, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to say, I, I think there is a world where this becomes the norm. This dual release thing becomes the norm and everybody is happy. The only thing is, these movie people, like these movie industry people, probably won't make as much money as they've made before. Like the days of billion dollar returns from the box office, you probably won't see those anymore in this new era. And that's probably because across the board, every movie that gets made and submitted to these streaming platforms is going to at least make a baseline amount of money back. So like more of the risk is actually taken out. It's just more of that reward is probably it's taken stamped out as well. down. Right. So I feel like across the, I feel like honestly to move t- forward in this model would just help a lot more stuff get made without, you know, execs being super scared that it's not going to make the money back. The, the one the... says, yeah, I feel this will become the new normal. And Nightshadow said, I would have it even as far as cost and the money would go where it needs to be. Um, I guess that's going as far as uh, the dual releasing. So my... Uh, one thing I, I do want to say, if these theaters start um, opening up back regularly, I what I really want to see is a decrease in prices for everything at the movie theaters. 
Yeah, the, and the I know that's not expensive. <laughs> they're expensive for like no yeah. reason. Like I stopped, no I stopped buying reason. food at the movie theaters so long ago because it's like three to four exactly. times the cost of any yeah. any reasonable place that sells the same item. Like me, that that's is the experience. You know that going in that. I do not like to experience getting robbed. <laughs> I'm sorry that's something you're into. You know that going in, like, hey, I need to put this much money towards going to the I hate that. That's how much it's going to cost. I hate it, that. But that's what almost everything you do is going to cost more Yeah, but than check it out. I can sit at home <laughs> and drink, matter. and I can sit with my lady, and we can laugh. We can pause it eat at beans? home. I can eat beans. You know what I mean? <laughs> Murphy had a good if, point too. He said, uh, "To be fair to both sides, Cineworld, the company that owns Regal, has put themselves in this situation, uh, but highly geared with taking out too many loans and VC money. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, the companies who seem to survive are companies who weren't in debt to begin with. They weren't. They didn't borrow a bunch of money. Uh, uh, my job particularly said, hey, we're safe because we don't owe any money. We have no debt. We haven't borrowed any money from anywhere. So." There's room, there's cushion yeah. going into this. So this just kind of, you know, this was the hump that broke the camel's back. Right. Like they were kind of working on a model where they were kind of on the back foot to begin with. And then this mm-hmm. just shoved them off a cliff. Them over, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's definitely nuance to this discussion. Like, I, I can't predict, you know, if it'll go one way or the other. I do want to see it go one way versus another, and clearly Jeff wants you know the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but it, all we can do is is wait and see. I'm planning to watch Wonder Woman at home. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I 100%. am. I, I'm, I mean, there's no theaters that I know to be open. You movie theaters tend to be one. open yeah. on Christmas, but yeah, as of right now, I don't know. Oh, I mean, safely, like they're, right. they're probably open, oh, safely, like, safely yeah, open. No. yeah, no, there's no. And if you trust health, you know. <laughs> if, if you trust the uh, American people to get over this COVID anytime soon, <laughs> oh my God, then um, then you'll be back in theater soon, bro. Everybody be in the theater with no mask on. See ya yes. in twenty twenty three. I can't even imagine going out and like seeing being in a closed space with people with no masks right now. I can't imagine that. That's like yeah. sickening to me. It's even safe for all the movie, all the cartoons with Santa in it. He should have a mask on going down these chimneys, like. <laughs> They can put that in there to understand. <laughs> Yo, yeah, they we gotta start like it's it's weird to watch stuff nowadays where people are in groups and, and they don't have masks. Right. Like I was like I I was I watched the Fresh this is a tangent, sorry. I watched the yeah, Fresh no, Prince did. reunion uh last mm-hmm. night and was like I I'm assuming they all got tested before they all sat in this living room together because it was like I haven't seen you in so long and blah blah blah. blah. Like there's a lot of people here in this Tiny space. You're not immediately related to each other. I know you're calling yourselves family. You got to put a mask on. Yeah, like I was watching the Kevin Hart stand up on Netflix. Everybody yeah. in the audience had two masks on. <laughs> two? <laughs> like they had two masks on. They had the what the N7 mask from Mass Effect, mm. and then they had the Anyway, we move on to our third topic. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Animal Crossing, the <laughs> the phenomenon that kind of was like the silver lining to the, the the nightmare that was 2020, like people found Animal Crossing again, right? Um, yeah. It was used in lots of interesting ways as well. Like I've seen talk shows 
played out in Animal Crossing. I've seen events happen in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And politicians have used Animal Crossing, Joe Biden specifically, to kind of, uh, not I guess not advertise, but encourage people to go out and vote. Right? It was an island you could visit. It was like Joe Biden's campaign island. You saw like posters. I think there was a Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden, a Joe Biden uh, character who was like running around like hosting people and whatnot. And yeah. Nintendo has come out and said now after kind of all the hubbub of the election has concluded, no more of this. Like, please do not use Animal Crossing to advertise, to talk about politics, like leave the game world out out of the real world is or leave the real world out of the game world is kind of what they're saying. Yeah. And some people, some people criticize that Nintendo saying something like this after the election has passed. They look at it as some sort of conspiracy or what, whatnot. But regardless of that conversation, what is your take on Nintendo saying, leave animal crossing out of, you know, your other agendas? Cause clearly they're using the popularity of animal crossing to push other messages. Like, what does you guys' immediate take to Nintendo saying, leave us out of it? Um, for me, I think it's more so, first off, they should have said something before if it was an issue. That's just my thing. Don't wait until, you know, all this publicity is on. They should have said something then. Um, two, um, we had the whole Among Us thing before. So the, it, it goes hand in hand. Now, was he pushing votes or was he just telling people, I mean, trying to, you know, hey, come vote for me. Or was it kind of a go vote? You know, which was the... Because I haven't seen... I haven't seen... I'm not an Animal Crosser. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an Animal Crosser. That's, that's an interesting term right there. No, th- uh, to, my, to my understanding, and this, this seems to be across the board for most people who mm-hmm. talk about elections. They don't say mm-hmm. vote for me. They tend to say go vote. But you know, kind of in the background, who they want you to vote for. They just—they're so not going to tell you. What is the difference between the two situations? Though? Well, what Nintendo is saying, because I—I personally don't see a difference between those two situations. Like they're pushing the same agenda: go vote, right? What Nintendo is saying is, don't do it here. I think it's Nintendo's right to do that. Um, it's their game. They—they. They made it for a reason um now granted they released it to us and we bought that right and you know there's there's a certain amount of freedom that i think we're owed within it but at the same time because of how how much weight i think animal crossing holds i'm not saying you know it's going to swing states or nothing like that but i think (laughs) it might i don't know um it won georgia <laughs> Stacey Abrams is right there in her um, Dream Island. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's gonna. It holds weight. I think that's they realize that and they feel like they need to say something. Now, Jeff, you said they should have said something before. I think you might be right. However, I think saying something before the election ended might have looked like they were siding with Trump. Yeah. How does it look now, though? It looks the same. Way. Now it looks like well, because everything is done. Yeah, because it's now done. It's yeah, now Everything, it looks. Everything's not done because he's still taking things to court. Well, it's and stuff done. Like that. It, it is <laughs> done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust it until we're inaugurated. Like, if any, if any inauguration <laughs> is going on, I don't trust it. You know what I'm saying? He's taking things to court and stuff, and you have some people siding with that. So Bro, like, oh, any. I'm just saying. Anything that he's contesting doesn't change the results. 
Yeah, well, if you look you could, at, I, I guess you could see it from the other end because um, Trump' biggest thing was that Biden soft on China type situation. So I could see that other end. So they want to make sure they're they can't be accused of favoring of the exactly. old I can see that part because Trump has been like that was the whole trade war was over where all the tariffs on uh, go- goods from China and Japan were just extra tax because of that whole situation with uh, him. So I can I can kind of see that part. But then it plays to freedom of speech. What stops a charity? What's the difference between a charity going and say, hey, come donate. Let's say the Red Cross was an animal crossing. Hey, come donate to the Red Cross. Towards mm-hmm. the top. Come donate for us. Blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, they're advertising as well. There's no yeah. difference. So yeah, it's hard I, for you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I, I think that's, and I, that's I, the crux of it, right? It's the, yeah. the juxtaposition of it's Nintendo's, you know, IP versus it's my freedom of speech. Like I bought the game, I own it. I can like the whole premise of Animal Crossing is make your island, make your town, you know, customize this thing, that thing. If I want to put stuff that advertises my services or other services, whatnot, like is it not my right to do that as long as it doesn't hurt so- anybody? Well, hold on. Ooh, so, ooh, I yes. I have a question for you but... before you go because I, I want you to, if you could add that on to there. Mm-hmm. Do they have like a terms and service thing where they're saying if you violate these agreements? Exactly, bro. That's what I was going to talk about. I think so that's when what, you, yeah, they recently updated it with this information. Yeah. So, when you go online, it says, don't be a jerk. That, that, that's what the whole thing says, you know what I mean? Don't <laughs> that, be a jerk. That <laughs> Big words. <laughs> it tells you, you know, um, no hate speech, no, no uh, craziness. And I think this is what they're. This is another thing that they're enforcing for their online thing. On your own um, island, if you're local, you can do whatever you want. You can have a whole KKK island. Just don't okay. take it online. Just don't take it online. <laughs> well, but Actually, don't have a KKK island. Right, because like, because that's that's like hate speech. That's not protected. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I was, I was yeah, giving I an extreme example. No, no, I get, no, I get, I get what you're, what you're saying, but I, I honestly feel like, yeah, because if you, I don't know, I do feel like, that that's part of the experience. Like Nintendo can't police what you're able to express yourself, because like they could no, very what easily you're able to share. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because it depends on what you're sharing. That's what I'm saying. Like, like there is a line there. Like you can share whatever is unique to you. Don't be hateful. You know what I mean? Because. It could go. It could easily go the other way when Nintendo says "don't get political," whatever that means in this context. Yeah. And then someone has an entire LGBT island, and somebody else is like, "Oh, that offends me. That's political." When it's not, and then mm-hmm. Nintendo would then have to say, "Well, you can't share that," and that's problematic. Lampy right. in the chat says, "Is Casey advertising his OnlyFans on Animal Crossing again?" <laughs> <laughs> if I if I did have an OnlyFans. I don't know if Animal Crossing would be the <laughs> the place <laughs> to let people know about that. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I honestly feel like this so, boils down to a conversation about freedom of speech. Like how much control should Nintendo have over what the people using their software can do in it? And I think that's an interesting right. conversation. Yeah. That's that's, um, that's We've seen a lot of records of that with the um the Army's Twitch page where they were actually pulling people in and trying to get them to come into the army. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, there's a difference between trying to... Now, if he was saying, come vote for me, come vote for me, come vote for me, come vote for me, that's different, because now you're trying to 
You're soliciting. Way, way, yeah, it's you're like solicitation. Like for money. Yeah, you're begging <laughs> for money online um, to that same extent. So as opposed to voter awareness or even for the military, military or support your local military or, hey, to come and volunteer at any branch, you know, if the military is something you're thinking about, kind of like the commercials, kind of the same thing. But it, it gets very, very niche when you start to try to pick people to come into your cause. Like you're almost like recruiting for a cult or something like like. I think there has to be like a fine line between that. No, I no, I, I feel what you're what you're saying. You're saying using some other company's platform to solicit to like sell a thing or recruit for a thing seems a lot more menacing than just using it as a soundboard. Like saying, "Look, this is who we are. This is what we do. You can find more information here, but you don't necessarily have to." you know, buy this thing Maybe, or like, yeah, we're not telling yeah. you what to do. We're telling you about a thing that you can do yeah. if you want to. Like it's a thin line, but there is a difference. I feel like. Yeah. Same thing. with charity. I think, I think at the end of the day, if you're using Nintendo servers, they can tell you what you can do on there. Wait, say that again. <laughs> if you're using Nintendo servers, they can tell you what you can do on there. They can say, Hey, look, no political stuff. We gonna cut it, and they said that we're gonna um, these you're gonna get a written notice or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they'll let you know ahead of time, and I'm sure there's deliberation. Okay. What if they do like a vote um, for Pedro Island? Like, would that be what's that? The they do like a vote for Pedro Island. Would that be against the rules? Vote for Pedro Island. <laughs> um, considering that that is. I mean, it depends if Pedro's running. Is there an I actual guess? Pedro running? <laughs> yeah, an actual Pedro running. Or, <laughs> or if that's a direct, you know, <laughs> reference to the Napoleon Dynamite movie. So it, that's something that you deliberate with uh, with Nintendo. But at the end of the day, it's their servers that you're using. I mean, you're you're okay. not wrong. That's true. It's just I think it starts to create a very. Uh, it worries me with, like I said, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech to certain things. Like, there's no freedom of hate, you know, that type of stuff. Um, there's no, you can't harass people on, uh, online, that type of stuff. That type of stuff should be restrained. But I think the fact that, that they are involved in these, you know, Among Us, Animal Crossing, that it shows that they value our gamers as a source of, for the for voting they know now before in the government you know gamers were slackers you know all these mm-hmm. violent video games are the cause of everything video games don't do anything and you still see that nowadays and i try to explain to people like playing video games are very educational there are puzzles there are things you have to overcome it teaches a child problem solving like there's multiple you know it's art now you know before video games were just a detriment to the society now they're now, now they're <clears throat> politics are actually trying to pull us in. Like that's that's a big thing. Yeah, as like long it's as it's being recognized speak. as a as a demographic that you we're can being communicate acknowledged. To. We're being acknowledged is what you're saying, and I feel that. I feel that, man. Hey, um, if it was you. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. What's up, Liam Gu? I want to read this message from them real quick. Yeah. It said, although private servers. Although private servers isn't it the case that Nintendo created a public space for expression and now they should abide by freedom of expression rules? <clears throat> the rules that you should abide by are the rules that you agreed to in the end user license agreement. And but that's you, what 
but when you update that later on, yeah, and you can update. decide. You can decide to. You have to agree every time there's a new uh, I mean, yeah, it's true. ULA. You, you have to accept it again. So yeah, if they if change it, read it, they don't let you, you play until you hit that accept you button. And we play. all just scroll down to the bottom as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Just, just click the mm-hmm. whatever button. No one actually reads it. But but you pressed it. But I I do I wonder because like, and and I, and I know I made the case earlier that you know, freedom of speech. Nintendo has to abide by it. They don't necessarily have to do that. That's not true. Nintendo isn't even an American company. I don't know what the yeah. Japanese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the Japanese Bill of Rights is. Do they have freedom of speech in Japan? I don't know. But essentially, like I, I do think either way, you're running into tricky territory when, like, oh, yeah. uh, Lingu says, you open up a thing where people can't express themselves, and then you clamp down on how they can in yeah. in specific ways. Like, because definitely across the board, everyone knows. Don't be a jerk on the internet. Like companies are responsible for trying to filter that stuff out. But when you're doing anything else, it gets more dicey. And like politicizing and advertising, like those are tricky areas that aren't very defined yet. We remember the whole Blizzard thing with uh, the um, what was the guy's name? And I can't remember. They banned him. They took his prize money and stuff uh, because he was. Uh, oh, you talk- oh, because he spoke out in protesting. support of the, the protesting. Mm-hmm. And that was like he violated our no politics rule, that type of stuff, and all the blowback they saw from that. And they actually thought about, oh yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> Let's go back and reinstate him and give him all this money and that type of stuff. So, I think that it, it's a, it's a very thin line. I mean, I think they just have to be very careful about how they, what side they're on that on that particular line because it does become very tricky. Yeah, I mean, I, because. Again, I think it's another situation where this is something that's developing. Like game companies probably haven't had to yeah. deal with all this forward facing, these direct routes into, you know, the Not politics of nations and whatnot. Like all they were trying to do was make a fun video game, right? But now there's a ton of responsibility because of the interconnectivity and the popularity. And so like this is something that's gonna evolve. We'll probably see new instances of, you know, their rules changing and trying to adapt. And we just we can only hope that you know things end in a in a way that's kind of fair for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna get you know totally gaming based societies where all of our uh, product placements just gonna be in the game, just like Ready Player One, everything like that. That's where we're trying to go, right? That, I, you know? I wrote a thing <laughs> about Fortnite taking over the world. It never, it never, it didn't get picked up by Escapist, but I don't know. Yep. Maybe I'll put it somewhere else because I did write it out. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, when you have millions and millions of players online who don't leave the house, aren't doing their political research, if you could throw your face up there, son, you pulling in a lot of votes. Yeah, did you see what's the name? He was on Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yo, I'm a for him. He's a gamer yo, too. Legit, son. Yo, that's how some people vote, though. Except those those people are like 15. To be fair. <laughs> <They're not> <laughs> <laughs> They're not legally allowed. No, no, those people, no, those people are voting age. <laughs> I know those people are voting age, bro. <laughs> All right, we're actually like way over time. Do you guys want to go oh, into the last snaps. topic? What's the last? About the Hitman James Bond. We can save it for later because we actually, yeah, we went way over time. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, we'll we'll probably carry this over into next week if you guys uh, yeah. are back to hear about that. That's gonna do it for episode seven 
Thanks, Superman, Jeff. Thank you, Blue Bones. Thanks, everybody, in the chat for watching. Um, actually, what are you guys going to be doing later this week? Like, what stuff do you have coming out? So, Monday, I have a Monday Night Siege. We definitely want to get more people involved with that. So, if you haven't, definitely come out. It's on Game Pass. Free if you own Game Pass. We'll be playing at 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, so we're looking for some people to come out, do some private matches. It was fun playing online, but it was a lot more fun with private matches. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it was tons of fun. And then Thursday, I'll be doing some uh, Destiny 2, Guardian Thursday. Um, looking to set up some um, some private matches with that in the future. So definitely, if you play Destiny, definitely either play either or definitely join our Discord. Come in there, see what we're playing, see when we're playing it, and definitely come in and check it out. Awesome. Oh, yeah. How about you, Blue? Um, so this week coming up, I'm going to be doing a build. I'm gonna be building this Gundam actually. Oh, so you super excited about that? You're sure this one is not already assembled? This one is actual. <laughs> this was not already assembled. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, definitely check out my uh, Twitch. Check out the VODs. There's a really funny um build on that one. But we're gonna actually do a build on stream. Um, I'm not exactly sure what day uh, yet. I'm gonna make that happen. So if you got notifications turned on, you'll see it. And then um, also Saturday, um, Saturday morning. Esque. I'm gonna figure out the exact time. I'm gonna start this uh, Star Wars Saturday stream, where nice. we're gonna just be talking spoilers too. By the way, so that means Mandalorian comes out on Friday. If you ain't watch it by Saturday, just watch the VOD later after you watched it. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna be talking about every detail we can. Um, uh, I don't know, Jeff. We're gonna find out if you're gonna be on that one too. Uh, we're gonna work out the scheduling, but. I'm super excited about that. We're either going to be playing a Star Wars game, just watching. It's just going to be talking, hanging out, and just nerding out. So I'm exci uh, super excited about that. And, of course, Free For All Fridays. I totally skipped over that. Free For All Fridays is uh, going to be on the Open Party channel. I'm super excited about that. I don't know what we're going to do this time, but last week we did Rogue Company and Tekken. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? I like being able to do team games and then go into one-on-one -on -one because – you either frustrated with your teammates or you want to continue beating the, the enemy down. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> either way, it's it's a great time with no. So, yeah, man. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, you guys, stay tuned to these channels. This afternoon, yeah. we'll be back with Super Smash Sunday. Um, and then you can catch me on the Escapist for Escapist Game Night tonight. Um, don't know what we're playing. So you'll find out when I do, probably. Right. <laughs> Other than that, make sure you uh, follow these guys, Blue Bones uh, and Superman Jeff 12, as well as myself, Sigma Gears 9. Uh, that's going to do it. Bye. Adios. Everybody.